Good afternoon. I'm Jazz Garrett from the capital city on KINY. A federal judge in Anchorage has ruled that U.S. government officials did not overstep when they allowed an emergency hunt near the southeast Alaska town of Cake during the first year of the COVID-19 pandemic. The decision, published Friday by Judge Sharon Gleason, is the latest chapter in a long-running dispute between the state of Alaska and federal officials over who has the authority to regulate subsistence hunting and fishing on public lands in Alaska. Gleason is also overseeing a separate but unrelated lawsuit by the federal government against the state of Alaska over management of the Kuskokwim River subsistence salmon fishing, and the newly announced verdict could shed light on how Gleason interprets that case. In Friday's decision, Gleason concluded that the Federal Subsistence Board, FSB, was within its rights to open an emergency deer and moose hunt near cake when the COVID-19 pandemic disrupted rural food supplies. The Juno Arts and Humanities Council is preparing for the annual gallery walk on Friday, December 1st. Gallery and Programs Director Rochelle Bonnet joined Capital Chat to talk about this. I will say what we're doing at the Jack. We okay. have an opening exhibit um, on December 1st. It's a group printmaking show called Juno Printmakers. And so I believe there's going to be about 10 artists who will be showing new works in printmaking. Right on. And then just kind of looking at my notes here, we also have an opening exhibit at the Juno Douglas City Museum, um, Bonnie Parker, Ceramicist. We've got stuff going on at McGivney's downtown. We have um, a show at Northwind, and there's a lot There's a lot of other folks who have already sent us their info. Here are more businesses that are participating. COPA participating, and we even have something that's going on at the Planetarium. We'll also have opening night for um, Perseverance Theater's new show going on at the same time over in Douglas. Sometimes we have folks in the Valley send us information, like we're happy to include you in the in the Gallery Walk program as well. And then um, the furthest down, I guess, towards Thane would probably be Trove and like the Tramway area. Right. And that's actually one of the trolley stops um, in and that'll be going again this year. We'll have the trolley running, circulating all night. And the Jack still has a few spots open for gallery walk performers. In the spirit of gallery walk, we're looking for holiday-ish. We have some kids who are going to be coming down in Caroline. We have Vox Borealis. That's an adult performance group. Um, and we have a few other folks that are pending. So if you're listening and, you know, you're a caroler or you're a group that wants to perform outdoors, um, get, us, get in contact with us and let us know. A coalition of hemp growers and manufacturers has sued the Alaska Department of Natural Resources, claiming that new limits on intoxicating hemp products are unconstitutional. The lawsuit by the Alaska Industrial Hemp Association and four businesses was filed Thursday in the U.S. District Court in Anchorage. Attorney Christopher Hoke, representing the plaintiffs, said the rules mean that virtually every hemp-derived product made in the state and for sale here, drinks, gummies, cookies, and more, will become illegal. He says, we are just harming our own here. He has requested a temporary restraining order to keep the ban from coming into effect while the lawsuit proceeds. He says they have asked for expedited consideration. 
The DNR, its commissioner, the state director of agriculture, and Lieutenant Governor Nancy Dahlstrom have been named in the lawsuit but have not yet filed a preliminary response to the complaint. The lawsuit stems from a regulation approved in October by Dahlstrom at the behest of the DNR. The regulation, which took effect Friday, states in part that the DNR may not approve a, quote, an industrial hemp project that contains Delta 9 THC. Alaska's marijuana industry is tightly regulated with limits on who may buy products that contain THC. The leading psychoactive ingredient in marijuana and how much THC those products may contain. Until Friday, those limits largely didn't exist in Alaska for products that contain Delta 9 THC derived from hemp. In 2018, Congress passed and President Donald Trump signed a farm bill that stated that a hemp product could contain no more than 0.3% Delta 9 THC by weight. Some hemp manufacturers believe that limit applies to a finished product, not a plant, and have been selling foods and beverages with large amounts of Delta 9. Those products can be sold without an age limit and at businesses that aren't licensed to sell marijuana, making them widely available. Congress hasn't provided additional guidance on the law, so several states have jumped into the issue, passing laws or writing regulations to clarify their stance. Coming up next on News of the North, Alaska X in Skagway has received the Stan Stevens Stewardship Award. That story next with Jordan Lewis. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. Alaska X and Skagway received the Stan Stevenson Stewardship Award. The award commemorates the passion and dedication that Stan Stevens lived by and his commitment to safeguarding a place he loved dearly. He was a meticulous steward of Prince William Sound and, after the Exxon Valdez oil spill, publicly declared that he would dedicate the rest of his life to make sure the area was protected. CEO of Alaska X, Robert Murphy, was nominated for recognition at the Alaska Travel Industry Association in Fairbanks by Beth Smith of Skagway Station Bar and Grill, Morningwood Hotel, and Happy Ending Saloon. Born and raised in southeast Alaska, Murphy began his first tour operation in 1991 in his hometown of Skagway. Now they operate a variety of tours. Most of our products we operate on private land, which we've developed over the years. And we're really careful about our development. We've got a lot of roads and trails. Um, Anywhere we've taken trees down or access, we've milled the wood. Um, It's gone into the buildings that we have at our sites. And we operate... We do Glacier Point. We take canoes out to uh, Glacier out there. We do horseback riding in Skagway. We do um, zip lining in Skagway. We do a mushers camp also. And we have some other uh, tours, gold panning and s'mores roasting and some fun things um, like that. And we also have a dog camp in Juneau. They are proud to be transitioning from a diesel generator to hydroelectric power with energy that flows from surrounding glaciers. One of the pieces of property that we have, it's uh, quite a bit of acreage, and it's got a nice um, waterfall that comes down the mountain, and our zip lining goes across this this waterfall. We're talking about a half a mile's worth of running water, and so we want to use it for hydro, so we ended up putting in 2,300 feet of pipe, um, so we're getting about 160 PSI of pressure out of a 10-inch pipe coming down the mountain, but we also didn't want to deplete the waterfall because it's we like looking at it. The guests like looking at it, so we're careful to measure. The pandemic had slowed down their work on this, but Murphy says now it's almost ready. This is going to generate 60 kW right now. We can ramp that up a little bit more, but that should be enough to operate all of our facilities, and our plan is to put some charging stations in, and we use lots of off-road um, machinery that is primarily all diesel run, so we are going to begin um, transforming each one of those 
machines over into electric so we can have it on a charger overnight and have it charged up and good to go for that next day and rotate that machine. So that's really exciting. The business employs 10 people year-round with over 80 staff members during the summer season. The company also invests in Skagway's local youth. He says he's honored Alaska X was chosen for the Stan Stevens Stewardship Award and thanks his team and family. On November 3rd at approximately 11.45 p.m., the Sitka Police Department received a report of a physical altercation inside a local downtown bar. Officers arrived on the scene and found the aggressor had been subdued by bar staff and patrons. Investigation revealed that 33-year-old Joshua W. Bevins had become aggressive towards a bar patron, and when bar management tried to intervene, Bevins became more aggressive and attacked the bar manager. During the altercation, a loaded handgun fell out of Bevins' pants onto the floor, and a bar patron was able to retrieve it and give it to the bartender on duty for safety. Bevins was taken into custody and found to be a felon out of Georgia. Bivens was charged with one felony count of misconduct involving weapons in the third degree, one count of assault in the fourth degree, one count of misconduct involving weapons in the fourth degree, one count of misconduct involving weapons in the fifth degree, one count of access of drunken person of licensed premises, one count of disorderly conduct, and one count of criminal mischief in the fifth degree. Bivens is being held at the Sitka Jail on $5,000 bail. And the U.S. Department of Labor announced the award of the Higher Vets Medallion Award to five employers in Alaska for their support in recruiting, employing, and retaining U.S. military veterans. Acting Secretary of Labor Julie Sue announced award recipients during a ceremony at the department's Washington headquarters where awardees were recognized for supporting veterans and their families. The Gold Level Award recipients include Gold Belt Incorporated and Gold Belt Security LLC in Juneau. It also includes Alaska Joint Electrical Apprenticeship and Training Trust of Anchorage, Chenega Corporation of Anchorage, and Silver Mountain Construction LLC of Palmer. Creation of the award program followed the 2017 signing of the Honoring Investments in Recruiting and Employing American Military Veterans Act. In 2023, Higher Vets Medallion Award recipients attested to meeting rigorous employment and veteran integration assistance criteria, including veterans hiring and retention percentages, availability of veteran-specific resources. The department will open the 2024 Higher Vets Medallion Awards application process on January 31st of next year. Now you're up to date with News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis.